Oh, we could, we could fly. Welcome to this new season of the Have a Cup of Jahani podcast. So I want to title this new season that I'm embarking on with I'm growing. So this is going to be the season of growth. And um, that's what I'm going to share with you throughout the season. So I thank you for coming over here and sitting with me. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. So I just want to say thank you so much for hanging in there with me on the last episode, which was very difficult for me to record, to be brutally honest and transparent with y'all. I have yet to edit that episode. I've been procrastinating quite a lot on editing that episode because it's just, it's tough to to hear because it's tough to be reminded of um, that loss that occurred in my life. Still, here I am. I'm choosing to be grateful. My therapist told me to focus on that, on being grateful of everything that John gave me as opposed to focusing on the law. So I'm I'm choosing to be grateful and making that choice every day while hard is helping me to, to continue on with the habits that I have built already. And if you don't know, check out the episode of those habits that I built so that way they can enable me to continue to move forward, right? And and live my life, which is as cheesy as it sounds, I'm pretty sure John would have wanted me to continue on being <laughs> the same fur parent that he had while he was still here on this earth. So thank you. And here we are on another episode. So when you get this episode, it would still be Latine Heritage Month. So I'm being very conscious of using the word Latine, L-A-T-I-N-E, because I'm, I'm choosing to use words that are more gender neutral, taking into consideration that the Spanish language is very much gendered, but I, I am trying to use gender neutral um, so that way I am more inclusive with my language. So when you listen to this, it should still be Latine Heritage Month. And this is something that I had a hard time celebrating last year, and I'm trying to change that for this year. So before I give you that explanation, that is what we're talking on today's episode. It's just that that hesitancy that I had of feeling that pride of being part of this community and why I felt that and what I'm trying to do to change that. So are you all ready to listen to this episode? We will be talking about race and culture in here, by the way. All right, well, let's get it. So Last year, I had a, a hard time really putting effort into it in social media when it comes to Latina Heritage Month, but not just in social media, also in my life as well. Um, this year, things have changed. I am being more conscious of um, choosing to read Latina authors and their stories and, and, and choosing to, to talk about them publicly. 
what was so different last year was that I was and had been very aware of the anti-Black sentiment that is part of the Latine culture. Um, but for this one, I'm going to specifically talk about uh, my country and the island that I come from, La Española, because I really don't want to bulk up the whole Latine culture, all the countries that make up um, Latine, because I just, I don't know them like that to be able to to talk in a intelligent manner with nuance. So I'm going to leave that out and then just focus on on what I know. And it's complex, right? So we have the complexities of heritage, identity, and, and the struggle to find pride in the face of systemic racism. In La Española, which is the island that is Dominican Republic and Haiti, two countries in the same island, most of the island by U.S. standards will be considered Black. However, the anti-Black sentiment in the Dominican Republic, it's outrageous, completely outrageous. And I may even get some hate mail like I did when I made a comment about the the lack of education in the Dominican Republic to give nuance to the, the African heritage that we have. I think I, I said it on this podcast. I made a comment on uh, a Haitian historical uh, human being that was making a post about the history of Haiti and um, the, the richness that is there and how far they go. And, um, and I did it. A lot of the things that she was discussing, I did not know. However, I went to school in the Dominican Republic. That's where I was born and raised. And I went to school there and I did not get any of these lessons. And when I made that known in a comment, a lot of, I would assume, Dominican people started like getting in there and attacking me and doing these personal attacks. You know, when people hear something that they don't like to hear, they automatically go for for the personal, huh? Calling me dumb and and, and calling me um, bruta, somebody that doesn't know how to read or chooses not to read, and all of that. And I chose not to engage in an antagonistic manner, but to kind of like put my two cents in, in a very uh, sarcastic way that could make me laugh. And it actually made the creator laugh as well. (laughs) So, so that's what I did, but this is why this happened last year. and, And this is one of the reasons why I just, I found it so hard to to show that pride outwardly in public. I, I will not deny where I come from. I would not deny my my heritage um, and my lineage and, and all of that. I will not do that. But sometimes the Dominican Republic makes it very hard for me to, to feel that pride of, of coming from there. And it's because of, of things like this. It, it's almost like, in there, it's a bubble that keeps those people that have either no melanin or very little melanin from understanding how 
intertwined we are to uh, blackness, to to Africa, and and to that culture. And if you if you look at our culture and you like I've I've done um, once I've gotten to the U.S. Um, I've researched a lot of our culture. It it is so much. I want to say most of it really comes from Africa, from the food to the music to the instruments to the colors of our of our clothing and our tapestry. Almost all of it really uh, comes from there. And I I find it so oh like frustrating <laughs> that it's like we just continuously deny that and try so hard to erase it. And some of the things that really is done over there in, in the island and that sometimes Dominicans we carry over when we immigrate into the United States is that whole uh, no, you know, we're not, we're not black, we're Dominican, or there's no such thing. I'm just Dominican. And, and when we do that, and I think this is part of lack of a nuanced education, right? And, and part of it is, is, is stemming from colonialism and, and the dictatorship that occurred in the island where Trujillo just just really tried to erase uh, blackness from the island by killing people with melanin, killing black folks in the in the Dominican Republic. It was atrocious, and it is the, one of the worst atrocities to humanity that happened in the Americas happened there. So, so you see, all these things have led to. Dominicans really being brainwashed to to buy into this we are just Dominican kind of myth. And what does that do is that that erases the indigenousness and that erases the blackness that is is just is part of our culture. I mean, if if you look at the ancestry of of Dominicans, you're gonna see um, Spanish, you're going to see West African and you're going to see Taino. Um, in my case, I also have Portuguese in there. So, so you see all of that is woven into all of us. Granted, different percentages, right? Based on, on the people. Various people have different percentages, but we all have that, that very similar mixture. So, when we say things like this, it's almost like a snowball effect, right? In the island, because then we start we start believing it and thus we start teaching it and thus we start passing it down to our children. And thus now we, we are starting to do uh, legislations based off of all of that, which we hold as truth, but it really is not. So you see, so it's like this this domino effect that occurred when when someone decided to brainwash uh, the people there because it is just uh, they felt threatened by the the Africans that they brought to the island. Essentially, that's what happened. So the Spanish brought the Africans to the island. the The Africans became their own 
people revolted. And now there was like, what do we need to do? Oh, shit. We need to really put them down, make them feel less than. And um, and let's rewrite the history to ensure that they're not part of it. So that way they, they feel even shittier. And let's go, go on with that, you know, for years and years and build generations based off of this. And, and that is, in essence, what has happened. So it, it really is a hot mess, for lack of better words, <laughs> the, the island and, and how we treat our rich history and our rich culture and um, the Dominicans that have melanin. And, and we all do various mixtures, right? Uh, but it goes, it goes with those that are darker are treated worse, while those that are on the other end of the spectrum that are lighter and are white, they're the ones that don't feel it the most. But the thing is that most people don't say anything about it. Why? Because we are living under that myth of we are all Dominicans. Are you ready to embark on a captivating journey of resilience and revelation? Get ready to immerse yourself in the extraordinary world of Isla Delgado, a nine-year-old girl who has experienced more than her fair share of trauma. Isla's life takes a dramatic turn when she's forced to live with her dad and his new wife for six months. Her anxiety intensifies as she becomes convinced that her stepmom is an evil witch. But Isla is determined to protect herself and expose her stepmom's true nature. As the gripping story unfolds, Isla discovers that things aren't always as they seem. People are saying, while the alarming trend of attempting to ban books continues in the United States, this book is a fantastic reminder of the power that books have. A child will read this story and feel seen, heard, and hopefully feel some peace. For children of the appropriate age, this book provides the opportunity for a wonderful exercise in empathy. The message of this story is truly something a lot of children out there and even some adults might need to hear. Join Isla on a transformative journey of self-discovery where she learns that even the most traumatic experiences can be triumphantly overcome with the power of love and understanding. Mrs. Frenchie's Evil Ring is available everywhere books are sold. So then when you're living under that myth that we're just all Dominicans, then it's hard for people to identify the inequalities there, the the. The racism is there, right? But if we have a blindfold on, we're not able to see it. So it's only those that have actually taken the blindfold off that are able to see what really is there. And usually those people are the ones, the darker Dominicans, because they're the ones feeling the brunt of, of those laws, of those inequities, um, of those legislations that keep being passed over there because 
the white elite, the white minority is really just trying to hold on and cling to that power through racism and colonialism. So you see, and that is just a very simplistic way of explaining that, okay? I, I hope I didn't confuse anyone, uh, but that is in essence the, the sentiment in the island. And, and that's why I had a very hard time really um, being outward with my, my, the pride, right, that I wanted to feel for, for being Latine, for being Dominican. This year, I chose to focus on, on the books, on the Latine books written by Latine authors, because I'm, I'm all about representation. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't see the inequities, that I don't see the anti-Blackness and racism happening in the island. I, I, <laughs> I, I have taken the blindfold off. I see it. But I'm choosing to um, still feel pride about the small progression that we're doing here in the United States by Latine authors when it comes to representing the Latine culture in general. Because two things can happen at once, right? Um, we can be doing something awful here, but some people within our community are still striving to do something good. So um, I'm choosing to focus more on, on those that are doing something good while still emphasizing the voices of those that are hurting. And, and let's go deeper into that, right? So I went into a Dominican abroad and I follow her on Instagram and TikTok. And she also has a website, dominicanabroad.com. And she has this, this great article that she explains it way better than what I'm doing here. So I will link it in the comments so y'all can um, read it at leisure if you so wish. But the way that she explained it is that the anti-Blackness and that um, the systemic racism that occurs in La Española, it, it's a mixture of, like I said, right, lack of education. Um, so because we have gone so far from the truth, we are unable to educate our children in La Española with the, the actual facts, the, the things that happen, but not just the things that happen, also the, the repercussions of those things um, from all angles. Because something that I talked about when I made that comment in um, the, the historian's TikTok page was that our history is told from the Spaniard side, right? It is not told from the African side of it. And that is what is lacking because all we are reading is the Spaniards version of things. And, and then we know now that that view is very biased, very racist, and is degrading because it, it categorizes uh, the the African enslaved people as not people, and and thus that is what is carried on in um in the teachings and the education and so forth. So 
if we don't get to to study to read um, from the other side, then we're missing out, right? On on the repercussions and how that felt. But we also missing out not just on on the pain and the degradation that happened uh, to the other side of the enslaved folk, but we're also missing out on the joy and and the resilience and the 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 power and empowerment that came from them trying to beat a system that was against them. We are missing all of that, and. You might say, so what, right? So what that we're missing it? Well, that is a big deal because Dominicans are mixed, not just with Spaniard, but with African blood as well. So if we don't understand all sides, as well as the Tainos, right? And um, we don't understand that joy, that resilience that is there, that that richness, that, that culture uh, that is there, and we don't see it, then we will continue to dismiss it and not identify with it. And, and that is part of the problem here. Because when you cannot identify it, when you cannot uh, see it, then you cannot look up to it. You cannot cherish it. You cannot love on it because you simply don't see it as being there. And that is what is missing there. A few people are getting it, right? We're seeing these changes. And I want to say we're seeing these changes in La Española because of, of immigrants that have come to the U.S. and, and then have, have been around activists that are constantly fighting for equitable rights. And, and I think it's because of that and, and also the internet and being able to see what activists all around the world are doing that now people in La Española are, are opening their eyes a little bit more and are understanding that, oh, wow, these things are, are racist as fuck, <laughs> right? And they're able to, to, to see and grasp. And also because of the internet, now we're able to tap into um, the history that was missing. And we're able to do home studies if we want to. We're able to pass down what we learn to our kids and possibly change uh, the dynamic of, of the generations now coming forward now with that new knowledge. Um, but it's, it's slow. It's slow progress. I'm still seeing news that come from the Dominican Republic of like closing the borders with Haiti and and all this other stuff. And it is this this fear, this this complete and illogical fear that the minority white elite in the Dominican Republic have of the majority. <laughs> Essentially, that's what it is. They have this fear because they don't want to let go of power. And they're afraid that uh, when they do, and then the majority gets the power, that there may be repercussions for everything that they did. And um, and, and I, I say without any political <laughs> education or anything, I'm really just going off of what I see in the, the 
the small deductive reasoning that I have, that that is why they this small minority just just gripping, having a death grip on on power as if they're going to die if they don't have it. And it's it really is sad. And um, it really does hamper the beauty that is La Española. It really does. And um, and I will forever be sad about that when it comes to my my home country, the island that I was born in. I will forever be sad for that. Um, but I'll continue to um, as well seek out those those good moments and um, and project those uh, while still not losing sight of the things that need to get fixed. Ah, folks, I didn't know that this was going to go in this route. <laughs> I always write like a little script very vague scripts so that way I know what I'm going to talk about. But for whatever reason, I just, you know, I go out on left field when I start getting into the swing of things. But nevertheless, please support Latine authors, support Latine authors and their books and their stories, not just during Latine Heritage Month, but all year round. Because as you can see, right, let's learn from what we're trying to recuperate in the Dominican Republic and Española, right? And that is that that representation, right, that, that, that comes from understanding our history. So we need that. We need that representation in literature. And, um, and the best way that we can get that is by going out to buying these books and going out to the library and requesting these books and um, and, and reading them and reviewing them. It is very important um, because we want we want generations after generations to understand that that lineage, that culture and to be able to see themselves represented in, in fiction and in nonfiction to be able to see their faces. In, in literature, so that way they can feel seen. Because when you feel seen, you feel loved. So support Latine authors all year round. I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Uh, 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 u